Welcome back to the Backyard Buddhist Podcast. I'm Ron Powell McLean. Well, happy holiday week. It's just the weekend before the Christmas week, and I feel like there's a lot of emotion brewing. Having a lot of emotional reactions to this holiday time. And I will admit that I am a bit of a softie, especially when it comes to this season and the Christmas time specifically. And I know it's probably weird to um, tune into a Buddhist podcast and um, have be talking about Christmas <laughs> and and in fact um, we're just finishing up a six-week online class for the, the foundations of Buddhism that I've been teaching for a number of years now and we just recently had to take it online because of the COVID restrictions and much of uh, what we do for the Kansas City Buddhist Center has gone online. Everything actually has gone online. And um, so I, I taught this class and we were um, having our, our discussion group. So I've been recording the, the lecture part um, and pre-recording that and putting it up so the folks can just watch it in their own time through a portal. And then we have a discussion group on Tuesday night. And one of the questions um, was, what are the Buddhist holidays? And it was in regard to, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do with, with Christmas if I'm a Buddhist? And my response is, I have a, I have a Christmas tree in my living room filled with Buddha ornaments. <laughs> you can you can buy Buddhist ornaments. So I did. And um, there there's a, a mix actually this year of of you know just classic um, you know beautiful glass balls and things that were blown glass and some lovely just sparkly things. And I love a good Christmas tree. My grandmother was really into Christmas. And I think every room in her house had to have something Christmassy. Even she would swap out the, just even the daily dishes for this set of red Christmas dishes with kind of a contemporary design on them with uh, Christmas trees and little fun Santa faces and her house would transform at Christmas. So I have a lot of sweet memories around that. And I have a few of her, her things after she passed and there were a lot of things to share. So I have a few of those um, as well as my own, but I've parred, you know, parred down the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, I guess has been a little bit uh, more brief and in fact, there's there's some years because we live in the same city with my family. So we just 
my husband and I just pretty much go to my parents' home um, where we all sort of gather to exchange gifts and and that sort of thing on on Christmas morning or Christmas day. We'll have a big dinner and and whatnot. So in some of the years past, we've barely put out any decorations, but we decided this year because everything is a little uh, strained <laughs> that we would go to the basement and pull out all the Christmas we had and put everything up that we wanted to put up and clean out and donate what we no longer needed or wanted, which was a, a really good exercise. But that means that we have three Christmas trees. <laughs> now, admittedly, two of them are smaller and they're sort of, you know, decorative um, kind of four foot trees, like in a little footed pot. And they're, they're flanking our fireplace in the family room. And then our big tree, a big six and a half foot tree is in the living room upstairs. So there's a, a bit everywhere. And there's, I did a, a cool scene on the the dining room table. It's just the two of us sitting there. So there's room for extra decor, I guess. But it's been it's been lovely just to sort of sink into the couch and have the, the tree pop on with the lights and have that sort of warm feeling of, of Christmas. And I know for me, it's, it's never really resonated as a, I grew up Catholic and, you know, of course we had, midnight mass which was always fun because it was at a different time and beautiful and um you know just something different so i always i did really always enjoy that um but i've never really regarded it so much um as the you know the christian or catholic theme and i know it is and i know it's meaningful for many many people but i've thought of it more on the the level that it's it's family time and time for generous and openness that sometimes exude from people who are a little more reserved throughout the year and I know I have you know cultivated a a culture of generosity and compassion in my life for every day but when I was a child and my younger me would maybe only have that showing around this time of year. So for me, it's a, a time of sharing and giving and warmth and comfort, cookies and <laughs> decorations that are 
just something special. And I think this year, it's been so necessary to find some beauty. But it's so important to really cultivate that feeling of generosity, altruistic generosity, which is, you know, the base of our paramitas or six perfections that's so vital to our compassionate nature, you know, really leaning in and understanding that our intentions and our actions need to have a bit of non-transactional non-transactional generosity attached that's the altruistic part but we also use things like ethical discipline to keep ourselves real and understanding that as human beings often what we do has also some aggregate of transaction it makes me feel good to be uh, generous or to be giving. So it's, it's important to see that both are in our actions. And sometimes they're not in, it's not intended to be transactional, but there's just some nature of our, our makeup that there's a bit of reward system built in. So I'm always skeptical when, um, when we position ourselves as if we are only being generous for others and that there's no payoff in, in it for us. So I just like to keep it real. And I think that's, you know, the, the basis of the six perfections is generosity, but then hanging from that. And in support of that, we use our ethical discipline to keep it real, keep the lights on that light of awareness that shows, yes, there's some altruism in there and there's also some transaction. And we, of course, want to lean in as much as we can to the altruistic side and let go of needing something back from that. Catching ourselves in that moment where we don't feel appreciated for our generosity or we don't feel noticed or um, maybe we feel judged or incomplete after that generosity has been put forward. So we use that. And then the next of the six perfections is patience. And we apply a nice dose of patience when we catch ourselves in those moments that we know we weren't being completely altruistic and that it caused a bit of suffering. So rather than scold ourselves, we bring this patience forward. 
the next part and the fourth of the six perfections is enthusiastic joy. Enthusiastic joy and effort, which is what I have been focusing on <laughs> these this last few weeks at least with sort of decorating our home and um, you know getting Christmas presents for my husband and and our dog you know I think she's going to make out like a bandit this year because I think both of us have purchased things for our dog don't laugh <laughs> don't laugh we're um we're completely sane, but we also love that little girl. In fact, we were trying to get the ultimate Christmas present for her this week, which would have been a sister. And we responded to a, a, a we're looking at rescues, by the way, she's a rescue and we really support the system of pet rescue. and. We've been very um, cautiously keeping an eye out. And there was one little baby that showed up from uh, a regional organization of this beautiful little dog, only six pounds, tiny, that had been thrown away in the snow. I'm getting choked up thinking about it. And seeing this was done at an apartment complex and the apartment manager or someone there saw it happen and scooped up the the pup and brought her inside and she just wants to be on somebody's lap and is loving and sweet even though someone was not kind to her so we applied uh, to try to get her and um, got a response back. It's a great organization. I go through um, one of the organizations we support is uh, Hearts United um, for Animals, which is out of uh, Nebraska City area, sort of between Kansas City and, and Omaha. So we got a, a lovely email back that said that there was another application in on her, but um, you know, thanks for the interest. So we're a little bit disappointed, but <laughs> I digress. Um, Aurora, our gorgeous little puppy is, well, she's three, but she's always my puppy. She um, is gonna have a fantastic Christmas anyway. <laughs> and there are outfits, so. I might post, <laughs> might post pictures on, on the Facebook and Instagram page. So just keep your eyes out. I, I may or may not have gotten her shoes. So <laughs> I know it's silly. Anyway, there's, there's so much enthusiastic joy with, you know, kind of getting ready for this, you know, just day together and giving together. We've decided, you know, as a family, we're not going to gather um, as we didn't for Thanksgiving. We're not going to gather um, at my parents' place. And there's a little bit of, um, you know, sadness around that. But 
also, you know, things are, are looking up, you know, there are two vaccines that are, that are being distributed. And I saw somewhere that like 1.5 million people or something had already been vaccinated um, with the first dose, which I think is absolutely amazing. And, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel and which we, I think, need right now. So our relative selves are, are having a bit, a bit of a year. So enthusiastic joy, this concentrated effort, our, you know, meditative selves. And, you know, I've, I've said often that, you know, meditation is often defined as the silent practice of eyes closed and butt on a cushion. And mindfulness is that which is in action. But, you know, for Dzogchen and Mahamudra practices, all is one and all is meditation. So everything, as Lama Surya Das says, must be meditated. So we have a concentrated effort of our attentive awareness, awakened awareness in this very moment, this one that is being served up right now, this moment where our hearts are beating and our breath is moving and we can feel the warmth of our own skin in. It's not the past and it's not the future, it's the now, the great, big, vast, incredible nowness. So we cultivate that, that awareness and there's wisdom that flows from all of the, the previous five of the paramitas. So from generosity to ethical discipline, keeping ourselves in check, being patient when our, with ourselves when we find ourselves out of check. Enthusiastic joy for even showing up and gratitude for this precious human experience really focused down on being awake and aware and cultivating that awareness in every single moment possible and feeling the result of wisdom and the action of wisdom that comes from that attentive awareness and letting that be for the benefit of all beings. That it's not just a selfish act of keeping myself <clears throat> wise and in action, but wise and in action for all beings. And let it be for the benefit of everyone who suffers, which is everyone. Everyone suffers and many have bad reactions to their suffering and create chaos everywhere they go. And I know it's easy to find examples of, of those, those individuals in our collective experience. And ours is not to hate from that Ours is to find patience and understanding, knowing that that's just another human being 
having a human reaction. And think of all the ways that you result, your actions are results of your reactions, reactions to like and dislike, reactions to attachments of mind, territorial, not wanting to share because there's an illusion that there's not enough for everyone. Rights and respect that are abundant. And no one, no one ever should try to stifle the rights and worthiness of any other being. There's enough for everyone. There's enough for our need, but not for our greed. And there will never be enough for greed. Greed is ego. Greed is attachment. And greed is an illusion. So then what to do? Enthusiastically show up and enjoy everything that there is to enjoy. There's so much beauty happening right in this present moment in so many different ways. And not just as far as our own senses and perceptions can, can experience, but this vast moment throughout the entire universe, this moment is happening. This moment with beauty that's even unseen by our human eyes. Sounds that we will never hear, but exist simultaneously and spontaneously with us in this incredible moment. So ours is to not squander not squander this moment, each and every moment. Knowing that we're not jumping from moment to moment, it's all one big experience. No beginning, no end, just this. That's hard to grok sometimes, but if you sit, quietly, patiently, looking, without trying to control, manipulate, or seize. Just watch, understand. There's so much and enough for everyone. So as we sink into this week and the, the rest of this year, this 2020 that has been so, so interesting. <laughs> we'll give it a positive word in this moment. We'll call it interesting. An interesting experience of so many, many things. 
there's a little bit of nervousness of moving into the new year and whatever it may bring. It's ours to cultivate that footing, that grounding of calm abiding, no matter what happens, no matter what else is going on, that we can find in ourselves and in our experience, the ability to just ground in isness, that isness of everything that arrives here and now. We know that we can't control anything except our own attention. We can control our reactions when we see things as they are in the moment that they are. That's where our real strength comes from. So as we begin to kind of winnow down this, the rest of this year and position ourselves for a new, a new year, a new, a new go at this, maybe, I don't think there's a do over, but let's try to do our best, making the best decisions that we possibly can. I've been spending a lot of time the last uh, few weeks. I got the inspiration and knew immediately that I needed to step into action to create a a 28-day well-being challenge to begin in January. And it'll be an ongoing um, available course, if you will, um, a 28-day challenge that will be evergreen, as we call it in marketing that you can start anytime you'd like, but I'm getting it ready to begin this new year. So each of us has the opportunity to cultivate this mindfulness, meditation, and even some movement into a four-week platform that hopefully helps us to explore ourselves and our strengths, focusing on the joy and equanimity, compassion and loving kindness that we each, each and every one of us benefits from. So it's been, it's, it's been a little interesting just putting my, my technical hat on and my marketing hat on and creating this, this endeavor, <laughs> which is probably the, the largest thing I have uh, put together. Um, and of course, the largest thing for Cultivate Meditation Academy. Um, you know, I've been training and certifying meditation teachers for a, couple, a few years now. 
almost five years, maybe over five years now. But, um, you know, certified a good many teachers and certainly done a lot of um, introductions to meditation. And um, during this pandemic time, we've done a meditation pretty much every day. Um, but this is the first time putting something together that has some text and some <laughs> some intention for each day and hopefully building and cultivating something that's really uh, a general sort of reset. I, I don't know if you could tell, but I love the word, word cultivate. I think it's bhavana in uh, Sanskrit. Bhavana, to cultivate. That I really love the intention of cultivating as if as if our own experience and our own insides are a garden or a crop that we, I think about clearing the obstacles, clearing the land, removing the, the dead things and the weeds and, you know, moving the rocks and tilling the ground and really nurturing the soil and preparing to plant the seeds and then water them enough but not too much and then be there and be aware and awake for the growing of the crop and then being able to harvest that enough for myself and enough to share so it should be really I'm hoping that it's the most helpful thing that I've ever done. So I'm hoping that it's going to be amazing. And we've, we've put it, we're putting it up at, a, you know, inexpensive price so that many people can participate. And it's just good intention in action. And I'm, I've been I've been working a lot with it and meditating a lot. I've been trying to meditate on each each meditation each day, trying it out for myself and understanding what words are the most meaningful and the intentions that are most meaningful where they need to be. So I'll be I'll be proud to to launch that hopefully the i i set the date as the the 4th of january which is the first monday in january but i'm hoping that it's completed before then and that you uh, will love it as much as i have loved putting my intention into it so it's kind of my my gift, the, my gift for these holiday season and in spirit of a new year and a new beginning starting in January that we can hopefully all benefit from. And it's gonna take all of our attention. 
It's going to take our intention and our generous being and our ethical discipline to keep on track. A lot of patience, a lot of enthusiastic effort, a lot of concentrated effort, and a lot of wisdom to move us from where we have been into where we need to be in this moment where it counts the most. So. Thinking about how all of you are scattered all over the planet. <laughs> You're, some of you are, you know, in the same town as me, and some of you are in uh, completely different states, and some across the world. And that warms me so much. So whatever you're doing, as we close up the end of the year, and many are trying to celebrate and be there for each other, even virtually, try to be safe as much as you can. Don't risk anything. Just be safe. Lead with your heart. I want so much for us all to have an easier being. And it's achievable. We just have to put our, our good intentions into play as much as we can, as often as we can. So let's us be the Mahasanga, the greater, the greater community that invites and contains everyone. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be listening. We don't have to, we're not converting anyone. We're just sharing with everyone. And that doesn't mean evangelizing. It means showing your good effort, showing your altruistic generosity, your ethical discipline, your patience, not judging others for theirs. So let's all do our best. I'm going in feet first, <laughs> jumping in, and I'm taking you with me. So let's just try to change, change things each moment, this moment. The most important moment is right now. So don't put it off. You need to practice every day and whatever that means to you find a concerted effort to sit every day remember meditation is just really three parts one is arriving and settling that you are in this moment of meditation of contemplation even that you're committing to a little time of even reflection or growing of your intention 
retraining yourself to be in an attentive moment here and now. So we arrive and settle, we sit down, close our eyes if we need to, or find a sacred place just to sit. The second part is to focus and concentrate. Focus and concentrate your, your intention and your attention. And then the last part is just to relax and release into the flow of being the wisdom being. Just flowing into it. So no matter what religion you may associate with or not associate with or practice, just show up with your attentive awareness your enthusiastic joy, your concentrated effort, and the result of wisdom each and every moment, every moment that you can muster for the benefit of all beings without any exceptions, no matter what race or gender, national orientation or anything, age, nothing matters. All beings are worthy of ease and calm. So with that, I want to wish everyone, everyone who's listening, this great gratitude that I feel, this generous, generous spirit that I'm trying to cultivate each and every day and inspire you to create and cultivate each and every day. So I'm sending all kinds of love your direction. Stay safe and stay well and wish the same for everyone everywhere. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, and each and everything I'm missing. <laughs> Just happy. Happy to be here and now in this precious precious experience. Remember, you must be present to win. So be present here and now where it really, really counts. Goodbye now.